0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Oh, my life.
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to
2: the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas. And the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, big show, big fight weekend. Again, we, we had a big fight weekend last weekend here in Las Vegas. Aaron's Crawford beating up on Spence in a fight that was fairly one-sided. I didn't see that coming. I thought Crawford would win. But there's only one boxer that a lot of millennials care about. And a lot of fight fans, t- to be honest. I mean, this, this man has been credited with saving the sport the boxing. And of course, I'm talking about Jake Paul. Big fight uh, upcoming this weekend. And if you're not familiar with Jake Paul, I don't know where you've been for the past 10 years, whether you followed him first uh, on YouTube with his brother Logan, or whether you followed him on the Disney Channel, or whether you've seen him over the past few years as a boxer. It's really been fascinating to watch his journey. And if you're not familiar, or if you are, you really have to see this new documentary on ne- Netflix, It's part of the the Untold series that Netflix is doing, which is fantastic, by the way. Jake Paul, The Problem Child, directed by our guests, Mr. Andrew Renzi, which, by the way, we have to talk about some of the other documentaries that you've done, because you've done some of our favorites. Well, first of all, this one, when did this process start? Because it was amazing to see the -the behind-the-scenes footage over the past couple of years.
3: Yeah, so I'm a boxing fan. Um, I... I made one of my first docs about boxing, and I put boxing gloves on my fingers because I was young and uh, naive and thought that would be a great tattoo. So that's how much I care about boxing. I love boxing the sport. It's it's something I've always cared about. And then I was making a show for Netflix, and I have a ton of respect for The Way Brothers, the guys that created that Untold series. And what I love about it so much is that they're just movies. They're not... It's not a TV series. It's their movies. They're all standalone films that exist under an umbrella. And so we got to talking and they said, hey, listen, um, would you be interested in doing this Jake Paul story? And quite frankly, I'm actually in that other place where like I didn't I didn't know much about Jake Paul. I was really like, I I knew of him, I knew he's a provocateur, I knew the things that he was kind of causing trouble with, Um, I knew that he was making a foray into boxing, but it wasn't anything that I was really that much paying attention to, and then um, I was like, let me go meet the guy, let me go see what this is all about, let me do some research, and... Quite frankly, it was such an incredible exercise for me because there was, two, there was two things. Untold doesn't often go into the verite world. They don't usually do that. And so I had a real great opportunity for myself to say I could do it like a different type of Untold. I could go follow him around Puerto Rico. I could create a little bit more of a sense of like space and community and all that. And then I have to say, when I went down there and I started like really digging into this and, and talking to people, I was like, okay, there's something happening here. Like, this is a kid that in three years is changing a sport that I'm seeing dying before my eyes, and I love this sport, you know what I mean? And and it was really something, and, I, and I'm not going to, like, say that I, like, sat there and just sort of drank all the Kool-Aid the whole time, but it was undeniable what his his goals, his impacts, and also just his strategy was, it was incredible. It was incredible to see, to be honest with you. And I think that he really opened up his inter- in his interviews and opened up his world to us. And, and so it, w- it was a great experience.
2: How do you gain the uh, trust? Again, these guys, I-, I talk about the brothers, really got to the point of the success that they-, they did by creating it. They are creators, they're content creators. So they are so used to them shooting themselves and they want to know how they are shown um, how hard was it to gain the, the your uh, you know them to trust you to say, okay, we're handing this off to you. I mean, I wish Jake was sitting next to me right now while you
3: asked <laughs> that question because it's a really great question because quite frankly, like and I've done some celebrity docs and like I'm you know, but it's they're all different, but Jake is very specific because he controls all of his content. Yeah. Jake makes his content, he has a style, he puts it out there, all of those things. I will say the first time he saw the image in my monitor and was like, wait a minute, this like looks like Creed. Like this isn't like uh, this isn't what I do. Like, but that said, that wasn't like enough because there's also a lot of things that he really has a strong opinion about, which is great. But to be quite honest with you, he just sort of let let me ride and like let me go with it. And you know, not to say that he's not strong, strongly opinionated at the final product. And I think he has every right to be. And I think that he's seen that people are loving it and responding to it and all of that. But I think that like, it was a really hard experience for him. It was like a really like kind of taxing sort of emotional experience that I, I think that like most doc subjects go through, especially ones that control their narrative so well. But, um, but yeah, he's been super, super graceful. He was incredible to work with. Um, definitely like sometimes hard to break the guard down, yeah. you know, like in and that i love to do and that's like a, a, the thing probably maybe why i do this the most i pride myself in like that interview and being able to kind of really get in there and like that was harder with him it was it was definitely harder with him like logan like let's yeah you know, let's have <laughs> like let's go but uh but but jake was harder but then he he definitely was going there and it was it was great the part of the doctor really oh, yeah, quick go ahead. really
2: quick before i and yeah. brandon go um one thing that all siblings can relate to, because I, I I was aware that at one point, obviously, they had their friction. But, you know, now that enough time has been removed, it was really amazing to watch them be really reflective. And when Logan lost to KSI, how emotional Jake got to see his brother and how much they love each other and root for each other. If you could just touch on that, because again, they are promoters, so sometimes you don't know what you're getting, but I think when they talked about each other, you saw them, you saw their, their true selves at that point.
3: Yeah, I mean, I made that decision with the team really early on that I thought that the best version of this movie was the brothers. And the stories of the brothers and like to a very subtle degree the father and his impact i didn't want to like go in yeah. i didn't want to it's the thing where i'm trying to dig and dig and dig and like but i knew i have an older brother and i knew that 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 dynamic in my opinion and like this this sounds maybe sort of self-serving because the movie was about jake but i knew that the dichotomy between logan and jake would make jake more human mm-hmm. than ever have seen him before yeah. like we we never have seen this kid that like at the end of the day just wants to impress his brother and he like wants and like he wants to wants to do this for him and all that it's, you could just see how much more sensitive he is than than Logan in a lot of yeah. ways and I just like that was really important to show because like we probably have this idea of Jake as just being just kind of like out there like doing whatever he wants like running old ladies over with a shopping cart you know what I mean <laughs> and I thought that this was nice to show that like he has a, a core that means so much to him, and it actually kind of informs every decision he makes, to be honest, to be honest with you, like everything. And like, even to the point where we, when we talked about the movie, he's like, he wants to know, like, what does Logan think? What does Logan think? You know, like, what, what's, what's he going to think of this? You know, it's, it's, really, it's, really, it's really great, and I actually can relate to it, and I think it's universal
4: yeah Andrew I wanted to discuss um you know Jake's background which is obviously highlighted in the in the documentary because a lot of people had this misperception that Jake you know had a great upbringing and you know was a Disney star and all that stuff became a boxer media personality but there were definitely some hardships as noted in in the documentary speak to how you found out about that and how you were able to you know um, direct that in and, and put that in to sensitive stuff and sensitive situations in the film. It's
3: so funny. It's a great question. I was I was actually trying to dissect this because, um, you know, obviously a lot of the sort of the headlines that came out were about that because that's just like obviously really provocative material. And so like one, like the other day, I like finally Googled Jake Paul just to see how things were going. <laughs> and it was like all about like Greg Paul, like blah, blah, blah. And it's really funny when I think about that because when, when I was going into the interviews with Jake and we did a lot of interviews, um, you know, I, there was something in him that I saw that I could relate to and I knew, and and this is a part of my own personal upbringing and something that I could see that like, there was a, there was a people pleasing aspect to him that really only comes from when you have a dad who is super hard on you and super hard on your brother. And you just want him to know that you're going to be okay, even if he's really hard on you. And, and, and there was just something that I could sense. And so then we just dug deeper and deeper. And then finally he like started to really open up about it. And, uh, I think it was tough, I think it was tough, and the, like you know you see the first frame that Greg Paul's in, and you kind of get it like you understand that you know he's he's the kind of guy that's gonna like lay it on pretty thick to these kids, whether or not he abused him he's he's denying it, but it's like you know, I think it was really important for Jake to get off get that off his chest, and I also saw I just like saw that it made sense. it just felt like it was there, like he's a sensitive guy, and like it was really it was really important to try to like find that piece because I think that like unfortunately with celebrity docs and and like people that are making 40 million dollars a year there's this tendency to try to find that thing that we're like oh my god i feel so bad for them but when i found that with jake i i genuinely felt like it was it was real because like his struggles were happening long before you know like long before he became famous like his his family was worried about his mental health long before he was famous and like I do think that that's something that was uh, was was uh, it's interesting to me that I didn't know. And also kind of like, I, I like him a lot more for that reason, you know?
2: So Andrew, um, as a fight fan yourself, was there a moment, because again, you, you, you kind of see his progress, you know, going against like a celebrity boxer or a guy who's not a boxer like Nate Robinson. I remember that fight going, I don't know who to pick on this one. Um, to where he's at now. I mean, this obviously Saturday, the Dallas will be his biggest competition yet. Nate Diaz is one of the better, uh, combat sports stars. So really, um, was, I guess, two part question a, was there a moment where you're like, okay, this isn't just some YouTube celeb trying his hand in the ring. Like he's like actually legit. And I guess generally because the perfect timing of the release, your thoughts on the big fight.
3: Yeah. So I, I will say that when I went down to see his training camp i spoke to a lot of people that are real boxers and i also saw him train against like national champ you know love-winning boxers like in in, you know in sparring sessions the guys would come over i'd be like holding the camera and he'd be like i gotta be honest he's got it you know what i mean like because everyone no one wanted to like admit that you know what i mean No, everyone wanted to go in there and spar and they wanted to knock him out all of these guys, they'd all come up and be like, oh my God, like this kid's got it. Like he's got yeah. like, it hurts when he hits me. I mean, look at, look at the Tyrone Woodley knockout. Like, yeah, That's that's not a knockout that you see. Yeah, Like that's thunderous punch. And I think that like, sure, technique, maybe there's certain things that you grow up with, which is why the Tommy Fury fight was a specific fight. I think though that like for three years out of Disney, this, I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> Like, this is something that I I just, like, completely take my hat off to, and I think it's really bold. I mean, if I was going to do a prediction right now, like, I'm scared of Nate Diaz, but I think Nate Diaz has no chance in this fight. okay. I really really don't. I just think that this kid just comes in there, and, like, I mean, Tyron Woodley is a much, like, that guy can punch. Like, he's a power puncher, and, like, it hurts when he punches, and I just think Nate Diaz... It's just, it's not going to work. You know, it's just going to be like, he's going to land something. It's going to
2: definitely knock him down. The brothers are so just amazing at what they've done in their two respective fields. I mean, Logan Paul, I love the WWE. And every now and again, they'll bring a celebrity who does one match. Like Logan Paul is like legitimately one of the most exciting WWE performers right now. Right? And then like Jake Paul, like, No matter what you think of him, A, he's proven himself. I'm not saying he's the best pound-for-pound fighter. It's going to be a good fight. Like, if if you're going to put – and again, I'm not getting paid to do a promo for the pay-per-view. Something's going to happen that you're not going to feel bad, that you you sat down in front of your TV to watch this fight. Um, We're going to go back to it. But again, during the pandemic and in life, post-pandemic – you, 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 get these texts from friends. Like, what do you recommend to watch on Netflix? And I didn't know this until we did some homework, you were three for three, my friend. I mean, if someone were to text me, I would say, you got to watch this Logan Paul, and then the other two, I'm going to ask you two quick questions about two of my favorite dogs. Pepsi, where's my jet? Oh, I think okay. it's important to me and GA because we were kids and we totally remember that commercial quick question on that. Like, how did that come to be? And that was such a fun dog to watch.
3: Oh, man. Thank you so much. And like, that was probably why I ended up doing Untold because okay. my my Netflix team was basically just like, hey, can you do this for like, do it like come and do this with us? Like, it, we're, we're like finishing this thing. It's very much rolled over. And uh, yeah, that Pepsi story was really just like the epitome of a doc exploration where it was like, I just found John Leonard, who was in Alaska running a national park i called the <laughs> service and this woman answered and she was like you know hi can i help you and i was like hi i'm looking for john leonard and she goes this must be about the pepsi case <laughs> it was so funny i think i must have said i'm like a journalist or some some something like that and she's like this must be about the pepsi case she wouldn't give me his number like two months later he called me back because i emailed him like a 100 times and i was just a real badger and like then then it was just kind of like figuring out the characters and it was it was a real organic doc process that I, I, I'm i so proud of. I love that one. And somehow for some reason, Netflix allowed me to go to Antarctica, which was crazy. I love
2: yeah. it. <laughs> uh, OK, one more before we go back to the Von Dutch. I mean, I remember the summer of 2003. I was living in New York. I got a hat and a shirt and I couldn't have been the coolest guy, but then there was was that (laughs) moment when they're like, take that hat off, take that damn hat off. (laughs) Tell me how the Dutch dog came to be. Well, it's another
3: funny one. I can, I can relate to you. So I moved to LA and I was 18 with like no money just to see what it was like. And someone found me on the street and they was like, Hey, do you want to make 500 bucks modeling? And I was like, done absolutely like don't even tell me what i have to do i was like in they made me model a von dutch hat before they were <laughs> even so there's a picture of me somewhere wearing like a bedazzled like von dutch hat that i hope never surfaces and i never <laughs> the brand again and then cuts years later and like i don't know my, my storytelling like just sensibilities are that like here's this von dutch brand that i really don't care anything about but like wow these characters are fucking awesome (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) okay
3: we will bleep that out yeah sorry about that (laughs) don't worry and these characters are incredible and that's pretty much like what my focus always is it's like how do i have a big shiny object that we can walk into and in our case it's like either jake paul or boxing is the big shiny object and then you learn something new along the way that you didn't expect you know andrew uh thank you again for joining us i wanted to go full circle back to the jake paul
1: uh
2: stuff because you mentioned this that you're a big boxing fan and mike tyson was actually advocating for jake paul's legitimacy as a fighter as a boxer were you surprised by that to get iron mike's approval
3: so i gotta be honest with you it was the best 20 minutes of my life. (laughs) Like I love, like it was so (laughs) exciting for me to interview that guy. And like we had, we were in Saudi Arabia when we did it. We had no, like there was no structure. They were like, you get 15 minutes with Mike and like, You know, I I had heard I knew a friend that talked to him and he was like, your best way in is try to find a common ground before you even start, like try to find something that you might relate to. And so I was like racking my brain. I'm like, oh, what what should I do here? Like, what am I thinking? And I mentioned I was like, you know, and this is a true story. I was like, the reason why I make documentaries is because of the James Toback, your movie. Like, that's why I make docs. I thought it was the most beautiful storytelling ever when he did that. When he did the doc. And he just goes. He like loses his mind. He goes, nobody ever mentioned that documentary to me. Oh my God. I love that documentary so much. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. like and, and then he sat down and we just like went for it. And if I could do it all over again, there would be like a 20 minute, you know, outtakes of just what Mike Tyson said, because he said some incredible things in that interview. But everything he said about Jake, he meant, he meant absolutely. Like he definitely meant it. And I, and I believed it. And I know that there's complications because part of it's about business. You know, it's like Mike Dyson was probably paying a lot of money to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And I, and same with, uh, you know, Devin Haney was there. And like, you know, there was all sorts of people there. But Amanda Serrano, a million dollar paycheck. You know what I mean? So it's like Jake Paul's doing it. He's really, he actually is like doing it. And I think that that's something to be, to be lauded.
2: And,
1: and- yeah, Andrew, thank you so much again for um, taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know with promotions and everything like that, you uh, don't have a lot of time. Um, it's not I busy to at all. I just broke <laughs> I'm
3: like, it's literally like oh, no. you are looking at a, a guy that is not busy, so I love this. <laughs> this <is great>. um,
1: <laughs> so speaking of busy, I just wanted to know, um, do you have anything on the forefront that you are working on, thinking about, anything that you can tell us about for future projects? Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah, I'm so down to do this, and everyone's gonna get so pissed off at me because. But it's because uh, I I think he'll get a kick out of it, Um, especially if I can like record me saying this. He'll he'll die because he's a boxing fan, and like he wrote an amazing note. So I'm gonna do uh, the the like sort of formative Charlie Sheen story. It's like to finish like all the good, all the bad 10 years since he's talked. And we're going to do like Hollywood icon, bad boy, what that looks like and the, and the whole thing. So that's, that's probably, probably what is going to be next for me at the moment. Uh, Logan, Jake and I are talking about doing other stuff together. Cause it was a really pleasant experience. Um, you know, I mean, I can, I can see, I mean, Logan needs something because of the, like he has a great, really electric life that i think would be really interesting to profile um but uh yeah i know i have I, there's a really cool story about uh online poker the rise and the fall it's amazing yeah. i love and we've got um i mean there's always boxing stuff that's in my mix actually we we're talking to USA boxing about doing the youth program like uh, kind of have you ever seen cheer or last yeah. chance youth? sort of that with boxing we're thinking about doing um, so, yeah, I don't know. Lo- lo- a lot of stuff on, on, you know, burning, but I love boxing. I hope to always have something that's
2: in the mix for that. Andrew, you're the best, okay. folks. Check it out. It's Untold Jake Paul, the problem child. It's Andrew Renzi, our favorite uh, director of documentaries. You're the best, my friend. We should um, have you on soon. Uh, Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll talk some more about Jake Paul. We come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
2: Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. Call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now and joining us. uh, By the way, this is Jake Paulday on the show. We we were just talking about the big fight. Um, Mark Bacardi. Mark, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Mark is the Senior Vice President of Programming and Marketing for Hindemand um, and PPV.com. The reason PPV.com is important is that everyone that I'm talking to this week, I know we had a big fight last week, uh, very exciting boxing match, Terrence Crawford. And, uh, that, listen, that went uh, not exactly how I thought it would. I thought Crawford would win, but not to the dominant performance, but we have an- another big fight happening on Saturday. It is Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. And if you want to watch, you got to go to PP- PPV.com. PPV.com is your, uh, is the place that you have to go. Mark, how can fans do that? Cause again, the beautiful thing about a Jake Paul fight is everyone's going to want to watch, whether they're a fight fan or not, whether they are a young or a, a kind of old or whatnot. You want to watch Jake Paul. How can fans do that? Yeah, so um, g- great uh, great question. So uh,
5: the way fans can watch it's, is, as you said, you go to PPV.com. The beauty of PPV.com for this fight is there's no subscription required. So when you go to PPV.com, you you, you log in, you create a free account, no no additional uh um uh obligation or anything and then you buy what you want we're always going to have big fights available and uh as you said for this weekend it's the Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight um and I'm excited for it you know I think it's going to be a, a good event I think Jake Paul has gotten to the point where he's starting to master that whether you love him or you hate him you want to tune in and see him right yeah and, and you know you can't compare him in in, in certainly in uh, uh skill to Floyd Mayweather what he is doing though is he's sort of becoming Mayweather-esque, where people are tuning in because they want to see him lose. Exactly. And at the end of the day, right? He can sit back and and uh, count his money and break records, but um, he's become a very polarizing character. That's for sure.
2: Mark with with Jake Paul I, again. So last week we 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 had a big a uh, boxing match. If you're a purist, if you're a fight fan, yeah. you know Terence Crawford. It's interesting. I do. I do think over time, even fight fans have have grown to at least appreciate J- Jake Paul. And I think it's interesting that you know, Hall of Fame fighters like Mike Tyson have said, "No, like listen, this guy is legit." Your thoughts on Jake Paul and and, and how you've seen his progress? Because now, again, this is a legitimate fight. His opponent, you whether you're a combat sports fan or not, you know Nate Diaz your thoughts on the progress of Jake Paul from becoming a, you know, maybe a YouTube sensation to a legitimate competitor. Well, love him or
5: hate him. You have to respect what he's been able to do with his very short. And it really is just a few years, years long boxing career. Um, to take on some of the names he's taken on granted they may not have been boxers to begin with but they come from mma many you know most of them uh they were strikers <clears throat> so there is a, a certain level of skill you have to have to a compete with these guys and b kind of annihilate uh, a number of them which is what he's done so um so I, I think you really do have to respect what he is uh doing for the sport um i absolutely believe in the philosophy that jake is bringing more fans to the sport of course you're going to have purists who say well he's not good for the sport you know they're all circus events Uh, you know i really don't see that as a fan of the sport and also as an executive who works in the sport he's opening up new doors for fans to come in and watch who otherwise this saturday night would not be tuning into a boxing event
2: Mark, talk also about the progress of uh, pay-per-views, because I still think nothing brings people together like yeah. a big fight. Again, like once a year, you have the Super Bowl. But really, like outside of the Super Bowl, it's big fights like this. And we're so fortunate to have back-to-back big fights. Um, how have you seen the pay-per-view? Because uh, you know, I think for you need a big fight. And we have back-to-back pay-per-view quality fights I think in combat sports, unfortunately, we, we, we don't get it maybe as consistently as we'd like. Um, your thoughts about how the pay-per-view, how how fight fans have embraced it? Because, again, there's a lot of different places where they can go. P- PPV is great in a sense. It's sort of like a one-stop shop. No matter if it's last week with Crawford, this week with Jake Paul, you go to yeah. PPV.com, you can see the fight. Yeah, that's right.
5: I mean, the whole idea behind launching PPV.com was we want a very simple place easy to remember easy to use place for people to come to order pay-per-view events and so you know last week was a showtime produced event um uh the paul diaz fight is a disowned produced. Yeah. so as a fan it's sort of like wait what weekend is this what what yeah. site do i do? so the whole idea is hey if you want to see a big combat sports event you go to ppv.com right three letters very simple mm. tells you exactly what it is so so th- that was the impetus behind us launching it and um, we feel really good about the progress that we've made with it in the last few years.
2: How has kind of streaming changed everything because again I think uh, yeah. we're we're really seeing like everyone going away from having, you know, traditional pay-per-view where it's now ppv.com again, uh whether you have your laptop, whether you got your smartphone, whether you got a smart TV. Um how has streaming I, I guess changed things? Yeah, well like the rest of the TV industry, streaming has has really
5: upended pay-per-view in the way that people want to watch and are consuming it. So so much of it is it's about convenience, right? I mean we want to watch things and do things that are oh. convenient for us. So the the PPV.com benefit and and other ways that you stream content um is you can watch it anywhere you want, right? If you're uh you know if you're at a if you're in a hotel room, if you're out at a you know at a at a bar and they don't have it on the TV, if you're at a restaurant, whatever it may be, the the ease of watching it um, really is the differentiator. So you're not necessarily locked to your uh, TV in your house. The one thing I will say um, in terms of what stayed the same is the allure of a big pay-per-view yeah. has not finished at all. And we look back just a few months ago to Davis Garcia, right? And And in the industry, a million buys is a pretty incredible gold standard to hit. And this event did 20% more than that. It's gonna end up at 1.2 million buys. And that's a that's a phenomenal number. Now, when you asked a, a second ago about the difference between how is streaming changed things, a um, um, majority of those buys came via streaming. We still had hundreds of thousands through the traditional method of buying pay-per-view, cable, satellite, telco, but uh, the majority of those came via streaming. So it's just become a much more comfortable way for people to uh, to watch a pay-per-view event.
2: If you go to PPV.com again, it's it's front and center there. A beautiful poster. Uh, you know, you, you have uh, you know Paul Diaz ready for war on Saturday, streaming live. Uh, but it, an amazing time if you're a fight fan, right? I mean, you got Canelo Charlo September 30th, which you can also get on PPV.com. What has this mm-hmm. sort of time period been like for you from Spence Crawford, Paul uh, Diaz, Canelo Charlo? Yeah, well, let me take
5: you even a couple months earlier to Davis Garcia. That kind of kicked us off, right? And it's been an incredible run. And by the way, Arash, as you know, it probably won't end there because October, you know, the rumor mill is Deontay Wilder might be back. Mm -hmm. Um, November, December, maybe Gervonta Davis comes back. And uh, we still have this outstanding rematch between Spence and Crawford that will happen at some point. Don't know if it'll happen at the end of this year, maybe early next year. But So we're gonna be on this run from April of this year until probably early 2024 of uh, you know some incredible pay-per-view events. And I've been uh, working at the uh, parent company of PPV.com, which is in demand, mm-hmm. uh, which provides all the pay-per-views to the cable operators around the country. I've been here 20 years. And since year one, I have heard people uh, beat the drum. Pay-per-view is dead. Nobody wants to buy it anymore. And it's just not true. You know, pay per view is sort of ingrained in the DNA of boxing. It, you know, to, for a big event, people yeah. are willing to pay for it. So, an interesting stat: every pay per view buy, on average, one pay per view buy equals six people because it's such a group yeah. environment. So, when you look at the number of pay per view buys for an event, what we usually do is we multiply it by six to look at the total number of of actual viewers so um so it's an interesting little little exercise and and we still see that that's true to this day
2: and one of the cool things that 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 you guys do that i'd love for you to touch on again if you're traveling or if you're by yourself Mm -hmm. or whatnot again that's the life of a journalist and by the way there's sometimes where i'll be at a fight and i'll be on ppv.com or i'll be at a game and so i still want to watch you guys have like live chats Again, yeah. I mean, one of the beauties of, of you know, being at the fight is, you know, you go on social media, but you guys have chats. How have you found that engagement has gone?
5: Yeah, so it's gone really well. When we first started, um, we weren't quite sure if it was going to take off. And, and for those in your audience who may not have watched an event on PPV.com yet, what we're referring to is, as you watch the event, we have a hosted text chat along the right-hand side of the screen that... Um, that customers can uh, or viewers can engage in. So you can uh, you can uh, chat with other uh, viewers of the event. You can chat with the chat hosts who are usually industry uh, influencers, um, experts, journalists. Uh, we've had former boxers. In fact, Chris Algieri yeah. just hosted our chat uh, during the Spence Crawford fight. So w- when we started it, it was a little bit of a test to see if this kind of thing would work we know it works with other genres of content um and we weren't quite sure if it would catch on and it's really caught on with every event we do we see increased engagement all the way to the last event with Spence Crawford we saw the most engagement meaning the most chats chat messages that we had seen uh since we started doing this thing so it's just kind of a cool different way to watch it feels a little bit more like an experience a community experience um, now, if you don't want to watch though, with some chat going on the side, it's very simple. You just hit the full screen button wow. and you can watch it full screen. But um, I'm glad you mentioned it because it is kind of a differentiator for us.
2: Again, no matter how you uh, you know consume your content, whether it's on Google Play or um, Apple, Roku, smart TV, Chromecast, AirPlay, I mean, you guys really have it all um, covered. For you yourself, again, there are some times on fight nights like you know, that that I would rather be at home with my friends watching. With mm-hmm. Crawford Spence, I was on press row. It was fantastic. I'm not going to complain. It was amazing to be in the building. I'm very excited to have a house party. We'll be watching on PPV.com. You yourself personally, Mark, you've been doing this for 20 years. Do you like being in the arena? Or do you like having like a little bit of a house party or something happen at home?
5: Yeah, great question. So um, let me answer that in a few different ways. So <laughs> last weekend, I was lucky enough to be in Vegas as well for Spence Crawford. So not only was I watching it live, I had the stream going on ppv.com on the app on my phone. So I was sort of getting <laughs> there you go. the both worlds, uh, which was a fun thing to do. Um, there are certain events though, where being in the arena is, it's hard to simulate that yeah. experience. Right. And um, I had someone ask me recently, what's the most memorable event that you've ever attended? And my answer is the same. It goes way back uh, Mayweather Hatton. Uh, and when that fight occurred, you had planefuls of Brits flying in from England, and the environment that they created that clashed with the Mayweather. Uh, fan base not in a violent way just yeah. a, a sort of a emotional clash was unlike any energy i've ever experienced in a uh boxing venue it was really really off the charts so that's one where i would think uh you know I, it's hard to match that but like watching a lot of sports i love watching it on tv you get the you get the instant analysis you get the replay um you know you get some other things you don't get in the arena so uh, it's not quite a straight answer to your question, but, uh, no, but yeah. I feel like the advantage of best of both worlds.
2: Listen, you did have the best of both worlds. So, you you know, you because, again, when a knockout happens and there were so many moments during the Spence Crawford fight when that happens where there's nothing like being there live. However, you know, it's, it's depending on how many people you have at your house, you have those moments, too. Uh, you have the beauty of being able to pause, rewind, things like that. Uh, but, again, we cannot wait. I'm, I'm going to let you go because I know you have a lot to do this weekend. Um, but, man, again, as a combat sports fan, and by the way, I have to give a shout out because I'm not just a combat sports fan. I love Ring of Honor, Samoa Joe. You guys have that as well. You guys have everything covered. Yes. Um, just yeah. a, just a perfect time. Just, you know, with, with Canelo, uh, Charlo, Spence Crawford, Paul Diaz. Uh, just so much happening. So, again, PPV.com. Mark, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for coming on. We will be definitely tuned in. And we'll have to have you back on b- b- before the Canelo-Charlo fight.
5: Yeah, we'd love to do that. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're happy with what we built on PPV.com. And I'm confident that if any of your listeners go and uh, and
2: watch the event on Saturday night, they're going to have a good experience. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mark. Again, PPV.com. You guys are going to definitely want to check out the fight because everyone's going to be talking about it. Um, I'm going to loop back in uh, Brandon and Armand and Jihei before we close out the show. And, Head into the weekend. I mean, Brandon, you saw the Jake Paul doc. I mean, I mean, are you going to be pulling for Jake? I mean, I, I, I think he's going to win. But man, you if you got those Diaz brothers, whether it's, you know, Nate or Nick, I mean, that's going to be a tough one.
4: I think Jake will knock him out in like the first four rounds. I really, I, it hasn't boded well for Uf, UFC guys, you know, to come over and box against Jake Paul. It was a legitimate boxer. Now I think that Fury fight could have gone either way. You know, it was a toss up. So I, I don't think I think it'll be tough, but I think Jake will win for sure. And I'm going to be tuning in for sure. How many buckets?
2: What do you say? I. I'm gonna copy Brandon's prediction. I I agree. Um, I can't wait to watch it though because you never know what to expect with Nate Diaz in the ring. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Now, GHey, will you be watching the fight?
1: Um, you know what? Probably because my boyfriend wants to watch the fight. I will be watching the fight. Um, I will be going to Six Man this whole entire weekend. Oh, so that's right. That will. Yeah, that'll, be, there, that'll be my fight. Amen. <laughs> that'll be that'll be my fight. Uh, battle for the beach so uh, Brandon
2: are you familiar with the six man because our, our our friends here I well I, I don't know if she will be partaking I think she will be serving the the adult beverages I don't know if he's gonna be partaking in that serving them to
4: me yeah,
1: no. <laughs> yeah no, for, I will be I will be working on Friday but I am going to be raging on Saturday I will yeah, not I, be behind the bar
4: <laughs> I don't know what that is what is this Oh, man. my God.
1: It's the best weekend of the whole entire year. It really is. It blows is. AVP. Yeah, it blows AVP any volleyball tournament with the exception of Fest because it's only one day. Um, and it blows any volleyball tournament out of the water. It's basically um, Richard Jefferson takes off work for it. So does um, Matt Lighter for uh, one weekend there on Team Fletch or Soho House. That's um, right. It's basically a, vo- it's a volleyball tournament where anybody could um, – could participate and um, get sponsored by whoever. And then they uh, dress in costume or theme, and then uh, it's not co-ed. So there's a female division, there's a male division, uh, there's an under 16 division as well, but that's brand new, by the way. There's, um, uh, I believe there's like the novice division, there's a pro division. They've like, they've tapered it off to like so many different divisions since the, Concession of and it's technically called the Charles Stakely tournament. Oh, I don't right. know what it's really called. It's oh. called Charles so, um, but yeah, uh, needless to say, there's a lot of drinking involved in this tournament. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's any, if, if, if you are sober on Friday, it means you're making it <laughs> to Saturday. That's so, nice. um, <laughs> Sounds yeah, fun. But it's, it is a lot of fun. It's on Manhattan beach it's on the South side of the pier, and it is a rager. Um, it'll be very busy. So, gonna be pretty crazy but it'll you know be what, fun
2: uh yeah you know what we have to do because we didn't plan ahead for the uh spence crawford fight we we gotta get the radio show uh th- at the location um for the uh canelo charlo fight that'll be september 30th i mean there's nothing oh, like fight. awesome there's nothing like fight weekend um they had the radio row in the media tent but it was cool i mean by the way it'll be a lot cooler in september but um man it was it has been hot in vegas but yeah i mean there's there's nothing like a big fight uh weekend and so, so september 30th which is right after mexican independence day um i believe that's september 26th that's gonna be a fun one so um yeah listen guys i mean i i, I think we're, we're all in agreement which I'm just kind of surprised about. Like I, I would not be shocked. I, I I have to look at what the line is or what the uh what the favorite is at circa. I don't know if someone could uh, check that, but I, I I wouldn't be shocked if Diaz won. But I, I think really? what what but, but what we've seen from Jake Paul in his career so far, he's progressively improved, he's gotten better and better and better. And when you see him knocking out again, these are UFC fighters. But Tyrone Tyrone Woodley is one of the best UFC fighters of all time. And Anderson Silva, certainly in a conversation.
4: Yeah, Jake Paul's minus 390. I see. Okay, so listen. Heavy favorite. Heavy heavy, favorite.
2: Heavy favorite. Listen, if he wins, I think this is great for the sport, by the way. I think it's great for boxing because it's not like he's fighting nobodies. I mean, these are fighters people have heard of before, so um listen as someone who loves combat sports who loves boxing i'm gonna be pulling for for jake paul and by the way as someone who loves guys who get how to promote jake paul and logan paul they know how to promote they are fantastic they are um you want to sit in front of your tv and watch this fight whether you're um whether you're pulling for them or not, it, it, it's hard not to be enthralled and watch what the Paul brothers do. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Um, and really this week, fun show. Great to have G.A. Hey, back on. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again next week. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.